podcast. Movie, movie, 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 podcast. Are you getting guys have given me through the airwaves is taking hold. Welcome to the Movie Movie Podcast, everybody! High Energy Edition, episode number 67. That's the real number, take that, Pete. With me, as always... Oh, yeah, I'm saying, so I guess I should start there. With me, as always, Russ. Hi, I'm Russ. Alex. Yo! And Peter. I'm a sleepy Peter. He is a sleepy Peter. Peter just woke up from a nap, which is usually Alex's uh, trademark, but... Switching it up. Uh, guys, I've been up since noon. All right, give me some credit. Oh, what? Really? Yeah. That is ins- Yeah, well, that's true. I do talk to you throughout the day most of the time. Yeah. Now, I'm never sure if, like, when I don't hear from you, if you've gone to sleep. That's the good assessment. Okay, very good, very good. Uh, it's been a while. There's been a lot of movies that have come out, but we're not really going to talk about most of them. Uh, the good, because ones- I haven't seen any. <laughs> that is crazy to me. They're- no, actually, no, it's not that crazy to me. Um, but the ones that we are going to talk about... In preparation for X-Men Apocalypse, uh, in theaters, May 27th, sponsor of this podcast this time. Uh, oh, big, big, big fans of the show. Big fans of the yep. show. Apocalypse is, not the rest of them, though. Uh, we're just going to go through the three big comic book movies that have actually come out uh, this year, talk a little bit about them, contrast, compare, probably get into some heated arguments about them, uh, lots of clashing viewpoints on all of these things, uh, maybe, probably not. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I know Alex loved Batman vs. Superman, so that should be. We'll see how that comes up. But uh, So let's start it there, actually. Alex, why don't you tell us a little bit about Batman vs. Superman? Um, okay, well, so it started as a sequel to Man of Steel. Yeah. Then they realized somehow that no one wanted that. That's true. And they wanted Batman again. Mm-hmm. So then they tried making it a Batman movie and they wanted to make a franchise thing with the DC Universe because they already have another one that exists on TV and they didn't want to unite them or anything like Marvel does. So... Uh And... No one liked a lot of the movies anymore Mm -hmm. uh, because Green Lantern failed and that was an attempt to make a universe. Uh, so now we have this piece of uh, garbage, and Batman is Ben Affleck, and he was the best part of a Superman, what was originally a Superman movie. Uh, there's a Wonder Woman, and she's okay. Uh, a lot of superhero stuff is done via email. Uh, we learned that. Well, I mean, that's uh, and... how most things are done these days, that's right? That's true, like, yeah. That's well, you, you know, if they wanted to be really stuff. modern, it'd just be all in Slack. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's point. how they would have done that's it. That's a good point. Uh, but, yeah, so, this is the future of the DC Universe we saw, and, God, I don't even know what to say, like, they, they ended with the death of Superman, because, I mean, anyone who's gonna see this movie already probably saw it. Spoiler. Uh, yeah, you say spoiler afterwards, right? That, yeah, that's that how works. Um, but no, I don't, I don't know what you want, did you want the rust down of it? No, we don't What need is even down. the plot of it? I don't know. Well, you um, saw it, so, just... Give us the for for somebody who was vaguely interested in seeing this movie. Give okay. us the run down from your perspective. Tell me, tell me the plot beginning to end from what you remember from this. Yeah, so it, it started off with the interesting idea of dealing with in real life the effects of 
superheroes having big battles and destroying the city. Oh, kind weird. of like what they do the in the Marvel happened. Universe with stuff like Daredevil on Netflix. They're having, sure. except they're doing it like a, you know, treating Superman like it's a disaster movie in the beginning. Yes. And those, like, first 15 minutes are super cool. Yeah. Uh, you have Batman, Ben Affleck running around, like, saving people, being like, I'm Bruce Wayne and I'm here to help my employees. Yep. Yep. Uh, not get hit by buildings. That's accurate. Yeah. Uh, and Did that you part know was you're cool, not a, but then you're not you got like to evacuate a building unless the owner of the company calls and says evacuate that building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. These guys are just hanging out in there while buildings around them were falling. You can't just stop working. I mean, That's you can lose your job. Um, yeah, you got Don't you leave deadline. that building? Yeah. Uh, and then it kind of goes to what, like, so Superman rescues Lois Lane from some, like, terrorist person that she's interviewing. Yep. And they frame him for killing a bunch of civilians. I think that's what happens next. So then people are like, (laughs) I don't remember that that what happens next. No, they just, they they set up a uh, situation in which he does have, he is forced to save Lois, but a simple act of saving Lois sort of, um, causes an imbalance of power in the area. Yeah, and then the government is like, we regulate Superman, right? Or should we? Right, and then they have like that press conference about it, where, yeah, exactly, and that's when the bomb pulls up. He's doing something. And uh, Lex Luthor has a party, and he's really annoying. Oh, they're so annoying. And in this time, Batman steals information that turns out to be like video YouTube videos of the Justice League. That happens, sure. Yeah, huh. that happens. But pretty much, so this movie is two and a half hours long, and it's a build up to two major fights. Yes, there's the build up to the fight between Batman and Superman, and then there's a build up to like the last part, Doomsday. Yeah, who is Michael Shannon brought back using a, a Kryptonian ship? Right. And then Lex Luthor's blood, right? Yeah. yeah. Sure. So can we talk about the end of the Batman versus Superman fight, which just ends like a fucking wet fart? Because that was, like, just well, like... Well, when you... Okay, well, Tiggs, I posit this question. Okay. If you and I got into a knockdown, drag-out fight over yes. major philosophical differences... Okay. And we found out that our moms had the exact same name. Just first name. Wouldn't you, just first name. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't you stop fighting? You know, I guess when you put it that way, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought that was I thought that was great. <sighs> that was such a that was such a dumb way to end that fight. Like, let, let, I just like I. There's a I, lot I, of dumb choices in this movie that I can tell. Like one somewhere writing it thought they were being very clever. Like, yeah. you could tell, like, someone was, like, researching on Wikipedia, and like, hey, did you ever notice that Batman and Superman's parents have the same name? <laughs> what if we used that? Like, I don't know, like, it, it feels like, what if, like, how do people communicate now? Email. That's how we get the Justice League together. Like, there's all these things that, in someone's head, make them, like, feel like they were being really smart. But that on screen, together. awful. Just kind of falls apart. Again, I didn't hate this movie. No, I, I, th- I, 
I oh didn't like it. Back. No, I'm not going to take that Batman stuff back. was okay. When Batman was doing his thing, when he wasn't being completely ultra-violent, though, too. Yeah, it was, it was just really weird. weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, Batman brands people, shoots fools, does all this stuff. Also, there's so many... Um, I, feel forgot, fun, I left right? out uh, all the, what's it called, dream sequences in this movie. That, those those are weird. <laughs> uh, now, Pete, you're more, you're the biggest comic book guy here. You're, I, uh, you know, DC's got rebirth. Everyone seems to love that. Uh, <laughs> what do you think about what they're trying to do with this? Putting in Darkseid and all that stuff. <laughs> okay. Um... Uh, if they want to build, they're they're trying their best to build a universe, and it's the whole thing of like they're saying, oh, let's not do what Marvel's doing. We're gonna do this in a different way. But it's 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 almost like childish begging, like, hey, look over here. We have we have a mythos. We have a universe too. And look here, here's some stuff that could happen later. It's just, it's you just, just. Did you get excited when you saw Parademons, though, and stuff like that? Was that no, fan service good? Why are you talking to me like a child? No. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? Did you, you like, like that, that, buddy? How about if we give you a lollipop as well? Oh, you like a lolly? <laughs> no, uh, no, I was just wondering if. If you gave me a lollipop that took two and a half hours to eat, I would rather do that than see this movie again. Uh, no, no, I just mean because like someone like Kevin Smith, for instance, example, is like trying to justify some of this movie being like, oh, but the fan service was really good. So I was trying to see if, like, as someone that is much more invested in the comic book side of things, if that fan service was worth it. Kevin Smith well, let, is a walking, let, talking handjob. I, 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 I'm not disagreeing no with you. I'm just saying that, that that's yeah. a big point of view that was put out there. You're you're right because like Harry Knowles kind of ain't it cool kind of had a similar um, opinion. He was like, I saw it once and I thought it was okay, but then he's like, I went and saw it a second time and where's Bengali? It was great, really. And and yeah, and I mean, I'm sure he was paid to say that, but <laughs> calling well, you out, I, Harry. I feel like a lot of I feel like a lot of people are trying to justify this movie to themselves when they say they like it. Like, there's a lot of caveats when someone says they like. Yeah, it's like they're like, look, movie. what was it a good sequel to Man of Steel, or even a sequel to Man of Steel, or even a hybrid sequel slash reboot of a Batman movie? Was it good on any of those levels? No. Did it have a good major villain in in Jesse Eisenberg? No. Did he seem like he was in a different movie than everybody else? Absolutely. <laughs> Was Wonder Woman completely underutilized and just some walking, slinking, cat-like, sexy lady who didn't really get anything to really do? Uh, sure, she was. Uh, did okay, the so, I thought so, she was so, with you line make any sense? No. No. Did that's, that's, Lex yeah, Luthor like, like... making Doomsday make any sense? No. Was Ben yeah. Affleck good in this I movie? I mean, Lex sure. made more sense when Let he's Russell just having real estate scheme. the longest comic book movie made up to this point. Sure. Was it so, Civil War? I think it might have been. So And we got that unrate we got that three hour R cut. Were the dream sequences within dream sequences good? <laughs> no. Um uh, I think there was a dream sequence within Yeah, you're right. There was there was a So when people say they like it, what they mean to say is like I like looking at special effects and I like looking at people who are dressed up as superheroes. And if that's well, where the I bar is, I think that's is kind set, of like what 
the X-Men movies sometimes get into is that they just put, like, cameos of things. Without and, like, they think actual... that... Just, they're, it's all fan service. They're just like, look, we showed yeah. you Bishop, but we didn't give him any kind of characterization whatsoever. Right. Um, or Colossus, or whomever. So, yeah, I felt like this this was, like, their attempt at marveling, at out-marveling Marvel by way of taking the worst lessons from an X-Men movie. Yeah. I... And I, I think the idea of working backwards, though, too, with universe building, like, starting by, like, introducing everyone and then going... I think that is the problem, right? Like, uh, yeah. they, they have to be able to stand on their own first, right? And maybe, I mean, again, that is the way that Marvel did it, but that's the way that makes sense. Is to like right. really have people get attached to a character, uh, really enjoy watching the character, and then you can like kind of bring them all together because like oh there's these are two characters that I actually like, but but when you just kind of jumble everything together at once, it's it's like so much shit. Eventually, like just it has to get cut because because you're killing so so much of the story. You're just watering it down. Right, and especially like if if if. If you were really going to try to make to sell us on Wonder Woman as being like super awesome, you didn't succeed in doing that. No. And now you're going to give us a period movie based on Wonder Woman, which I think could be cool. Is that what's happening? But yeah, it's going to be like kind of World the Captain America. It's going to be like the Captain America oh, okay. of, of of these. But it's like Battle all right, movie. so you've kind of taken out the narrative stakes of that Wonder Woman movie. Sure, she wasn't going to die, and I, and like I get that. But seeing her already exist in this world kind of doing barely anything before seeing how she comes to be seems kind of dumb. And I get that people don't like origins and they're over them, but you haven't – you didn't even – not only did you not give me an origin, but you didn't really even explain who people are. Right. Yeah, she's going to drop it. And, and, and even with Batman, who I thought like Ben Affleck was like – he was doing the absolute best he could, and I think he did a pretty good job of turning something around that was shit. But it's like he was kind of killing people in this movie, right? Oh yeah, he was one hundred percent. He was straight up every bat, every Batman that we know is all about not doing that. And if you're gonna say no, this Batman does that, okay, that's oh, I'm not, I'm okay with that. Explain it or, right. or rationalize it. He's a Wonder Woman Batman, and now people have to die. You didn't do anything. You didn't let me know why he's killing people. So it just seems like you just took a de- you just departed just to depart. Wonder Woman's well, motivation people? in this movie was to get a picture of herself back, which is which is a yeah. digital file. But like, what what <laughs> what exactly does a picture of Wonder Woman in a nine in like nineteen fourteen or whatever do for anyone? Like, Especially she, in she, the age of Photoshop. It could be like, ah, that's not me. Yeah. Also, she's supposed to be an immortal um, right. Amazonian from a secret island, and it's 2016. Why is she so concerned about this man being like, ah, I got a secret pic of you? Yeah, and it's not uh, even like it's like a it's, – it's not like a nude pic. It's literally just like a pic of like her and a couple of dudes. Like, it's like yeah. oh, yeah, here's a friend's pic. Like who gives a shit? It's not her. It's not her using her powers. Yeah, no. Well, it, it's it's not her. It's just it standing does not there. Connect. It doesn't connect her. The fact that she's still alive, because also no one knows knows who the fuck she is in present day. True. Well, why does Peter, she care about this picture of her? Because every time you see the picture, it plays music that we have to assume comes from a Wonder Woman movie that we don't know yet. 
That's why, because they had that score. They were like, they had the Wonder Woman music set up and ready to go. That's all that. Like, I felt like that was so pandering. They have like Wonder Womany music in that stupid picture to try to make you care about that. It's fucking dumb. Tiggs, you didn't hate this movie? No, I, I totally did not hate this movie. Um, Tell me what you didn't hate outside of Ben Affleck. Uh, I didn't hate Ben Affleck. I didn't hate most of the action scenes. I didn't hate that shit happened. Like, and, and that's really what, what it comes down to is that I was at least interested in watching it throughout. Like after last year's Fantastic Four, as long as something <laughs> happens, my fucking bar has been set so goddamn... And not even just last year's, all the Fantastic Four movies. As a movie, I feel like this is at least cohesive and, like, can be fun to watch. Like, it's not a, it's not a movie that you're going to sit down and just be like, oh, yeah, no, this is, these are the characters that I've always wanted to see. But, like, just as a movie and not as, like, something that's like, oh, uh, here are... Uh, Batman and Superman in a movie together and these are characters that I know from all the comic books blah 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 like anything like that that I'm bringing like any any type of like nostalgic influence into it but just as a movie it was so much better done than something like a Fantastic Four that when I heard so many negative reviews of this movie and like went into it like two three weeks later and saw it I was like oh I mean I didn't I didn't think it was all that bad like I didn't hate it as much as everyone thought I was like said I was gonna hate right. it and that's the thing, and like, and I think that's almost worse in my opinion. Um, is I don't think this movie is is like abs an absolute piece of gutter trash like the most recent Fantastic Four, but it's so utterly forgettable. Yes, uh, and when I will, you have totally, and when you have characters of this stature who have been like part of of like some of the biggest movies ever made, um, the the DC heroes, which are kind of like you know, mythic gods and you reduce them to this like long drawn out, uh, like fucking pissing contest with, with, it just lets me know that I guess my biggest concern is like, you have to stick the landing of this movie. Yeah. And and it's so far from that. The state house, the, like the courthouse, whatever blows up and Superman makes a face that I make. When I drop a slice of pizza and it lands cheese side down. Well, if you had like infinite powers well, like just, Superman did, you would probably feel the same way about a slice of pizza as you do about a bunch of people getting killed. He just makes his face that's just like, Fuck, mm-hmm. I don't, need, I don't need right now. This is not what I needed. <laughs> <laughs> this was the opposite. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah, people uh, are gonna think this was me. I should have done something. God damn it. Like when you step in gum and it like annoys you for a few steps because you like feel it on your shoe. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I, I there's a lot of I mean th- there's a whole lot of problems and it doesn't look good for DC at all, especially with their like the fact that this couldn't break a billion. Yeah. Uh, worldwide, but like, and like... that now people are jumping ship from other movies, and that they're like reassessing their whole. Well, that and and that I guess that's the frustrating part is it's it I I don't care so much that this movie sucks. It's just I know that if this is if this was your big gun and this yeah. is what you had for this and and you're gonna have like lesser creative talents making some of these other movies. Well, actually, I don't know about lesser because Zach said it sucks. What, I want to get to that. In a second, um, yeah. But like, where are we going from here? Like, I do not care about a Seth Graham Smith. Flash movie set in this world. I know he left. I don't. Aquaman, you had one job, and it was make Aquaman not look so lame. 
That's hard to do, though. Let's be honest. That is kind of hard to do. But it's like it was Well, don't was show us hilarious. that one giant squid video. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. But wait, what do you think about, like, uh, Suicide Squad? Suicide Squad, I, I, I'll say this about that movie. At least it's... Tr- at least it's tr- like really going for it, you know. Right. I don't think I'm gonna like that movie, but I think I might come away with it saying like that was fun and dumb, and I can rewatch it just to like put something on and look at wild shit happen that makes no sense. But I have a problem. my biggest problems with the Suicide Squad trailer, like with Ezra says, I think it could be fun and dumb, and I think it could be just like silly. But the trailers, there's like. Yo, get ready for the coolest, baddest movie you've ever seen. And in, in, in this movie is gonna have style. It's gonna have, have like a really cool everything. And it's just like, just show me a dumb action movie. This is a team yeah. action movie. Yeah. Show me a dumb trailer, please. I feel mm-hmm. like one of the main problems. I mean, and, and it's weird to call this problem because this is literally it's the tone of Batman vs Superman. Uh, is it's just being very serious and very self serious, and it's really hard to take a movie series that is about two people that dress up in rubber costumes and go around, like, fighting crime with whatever fucking powers they have. Like, and, and it's... Like, Doing the exact well, same thing. Uh, yeah. With, like, with Suicide Squad, didn't they claim that it's supposed to be fun? Well, that's the thing. Like, like sure. And, and that's cool. Like, like, I'm glad that they are going into that, but I feel like the whole point of Batman vs. Superman was, like, no, we're gonna... Like, Marvel does their fun movies... We're going to do this serious movie. And it's hard to make something serious with a ridiculous concept. Right? And Sure. I don't know Absolutely. If, I don't know if maybe the issue with these movies comes down to Zack Snyder. Like, could it have been done better by someone else? Could someone else have brought a different vision to it that Snyder Absolutely. didn't? Absolutely. Like, is, like, going back and watching Watchmen, not, God, that is just such a long-winded, like, it's not like, great. Uh... It's I mean, look at, like, the people Marvel is getting for, like, their movies. Like, they're people that, like, even if they're, like, weird choices, like someone like a, a Scott Derrickson for Doctor Strange. Yeah. Like, at a, least there's someone that, like... That's a perfect match of, uh, that's, that's a perfect match of, like, the style of a character and the abilities of a director. Now, you know, like, with, like Marvel has money. He's probably never directed a movie that costs more than like fifty million dollars. Uh, what thirty million? Yeah, I think the Max. day after tomorrow. I think he directed that. If he directed that, really? that that's prob- I think he might have. But that's probably like his biggest swing at the fences here. So like, you give him money and a character that kind of fits those like darker gothic sensibilities. Yeah, he'll he'll knock that right out of the Gotham. park. Um, <laughs> Instead, it's pronounced Gotham. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, and I do like I do commend them for trying to do a serious movie, like to to really yep. be like, well, there we, all comic book movies don't have to have this specific tone. And I do like the idea that they tried to go against that grain, but holy shit, it just doesn't hold I, up sometimes. I think that we talked about when it first yeah. came out. My my biggest thing that confused me most of all, granted, I as we said, I disliked it the best i had such a hard time later on like sort of unpacking the movie in my head trying to figure out where a little kid was supposed to sit down and really love this movie supposed to sit down look up at this movie and be like oh batman oh superman oh, I did oh not Wonder feel like this was a kid's movie this was not a movie and, for kids. and like kids kids come at these characters from like cartoon network and yeah. from like the the goofy ass teen titans cartoon yeah. you know like that's yeah. where kids come from. that's that's the kid entry point for DC. So to have the kids entry point for DC be all these like 
kind of fun and different, uh, somewhat goofy, or some of them at least, being goofy uh, cartoons in the DC verse. To then they're like, oh, sweet, I'm like 10 or 13 now. I and think I kids like movies. watching people branded. Like kids like watching people get punched in the face, not branded, you know, like it, it, and, and I feel like it just I don't know who it's if this movie's not for kids, then it needs to be infinitely more cerebral yeah. than it that, was. That, that, yeah, I will totally give you that. Um, and, and, and say what you will, like, I know not ever, and granted they did also dip in quality, but like the Nolan movies, the reason they had such a fan base and, and, and worked in some ways, at least was that they took the idea of like other kind of genres and and ideas onto these like in, in, into these uh these characters things like like you know Dark Knight making it more of a heist like film and all that and like and changing things around like this is just big dumb mess that tries to have that tone but without saying anything or doing anything different but i feel like the nolan movies taken just on their own aren't like they are given so much more credit than i think they actually deserve where i I, I agree i agree completely but i'm saying at least why they worked then is they were different and totally but i i think i think that those movies really really uh kind of live or die on the performances within them. Like, and that sure. is what is great about those fucking movies is watching Ledger was... as the Joker, which is just like, no, like if you just, if you cut out every Batman scene from that movie that doesn't have the Joker, that movie is fucking great. Like, and then but, like, but as... guys, uh, I don't know if you know this, but once you start playing the Joker, you become him. Jared Leto's mailing dead mice to his co-stars. Wait, is that serious? Uh yeah, it's the most insufferable thing in the world. That's how he got into character. He started being devious to his co-stars. What the fuck? When did the Joker mail dead mice to people? Um, guys, I don't think people understand what acting is. <laughs> You're pretending to be someone else. I guess. You don't just be a dick to people. <laughs> Again, I, I, I think that maybe... I mean, I do want to see Suicide Squad. I want to give I want to give DC the benefit of the doubt in, every, in like as many cases as I can. But they like every time there's just like, oh hey, why don't you check this out? It's just like, sure, why not? And then they just kind of like kick you in the balls. And they've well, done I mean, a decent it, job on TV. Well, or, back like, to before in, in, like serialized the whole... like thirty minute sequences, you know? Yeah, for the whole kids thing, like what works best for for D uh, for DC heroes is as what Russ was saying before too. The whole like larger than life mythic characters and i think even even with its flaws the nolan verse as a kid that it as as like a little kid it's not exactly the most like kid-centric thing but as a kid you're still looking up at that and it look and it's awe-inspiring for what batman's attempting and the sort of theatric of what joker's doing and the scope of what um bane is attempting to do like all of that is awe-inspiring and, and, and that's not the case in batman and, Superman. and it's like and and you flat out know that your hero in that movie is a hero you know i yeah, thought, yeah. i liked i like i liked the layers that ben affleck added as an adult whatever i think he and i think if you let him make that movie he can he can show you more of the layers in a way that makes more sense but this movie it's like you gave me you gave me trans. You gave me Transformers level action, yeah. but you're trying to tell me it's important, right. 
Well, with like twilight level brooding. Um, but it, yeah, and it's, and it's like you can't mix those. You, it's the wrong alchemy. And I, and I think actually, like it, it's the kind of thing where they don't understand that you can have a, a hero that doubts themselves and still acts like a hero. But I think, like, I, too, it, it, like, I don't I, know, like that—that's something they didn't grasp in that. I, I again, I think that it comes down to Snyder. Like, I, I think that it comes oh, down to the worst. as we were talking about uh, earlier, like how they just kind of jam packed this fucking thing uh, with everything that it was impossible to, to really, you know, as a serious movie, it's impossible to grasp everything and just like kind of just blow past a lot of things. Whereas in something like Daredevil, like season one, it takes its time. Like you, there's a lot of time that you can build up. You can create the characters. You can like learn to live with the characters. And I feel like that serious tone works so well. And maybe it is because it's in such a shorter time, but, but I, yeah. I, I just think that like that is, they were, they they saw the success that Daredevil had. They were just like we could like maybe we could just do this in one fucking th- like just just get it out there. Like no. The, then I I think the solution would have been maybe you give Ben Affleck his Batman first. I get yes a hundred percent. So so we've intro- you've introduced us to Superman. Didn't love it, but I can deal with it from a world building perspective. Yes. Uh, then you know maybe give us Batman and then put the two of them together next because now you're having to serve a master of continuing a Superman that we kind of already know and reintroducing a Batman again, because how many times do we need to see Martha Wayne and, and, and fucking what the hell is his dad's name? Right. I don't Scott. Let's just say Scott. John, we'll say John. Thomas, guys. Thomas, Thomas Thomas Wayne. This was that was gonna drive me insane. I don't need to see Martha and Thomas Wayne get murdered again. Okay, so you know, well, one thing in a Batman. That's that's what they needed to do. They needed. I, I agree completely that they needed to go back to Batman first, but they were terrified of doing that. I, all right, so just as a question. The were so successful that they were terrified to try Batman again first. Batman a, works every... Even yeah. Batman and Robin made a shitload of money, even though it was yeah. a piece of shit. That was, yeah. You can always go back to Batman. Okay, so yeah. as, a, as a question about the origin of Batman, because this kind of bugged me when I saw the movie, is um, as they're getting robbed, Thomas Wayne is like about to take a swing at the robber. And I don't remember that actually. Ha- I don't remember him like inflicting violence as much as him just trying to protect his son. Like he gets yeah, shot. Point. Like actually, like just like no, you can't shoot my son. Like covers up his son, and that's when he gets shot. Not, not yeah. inflicting violence upon him, which seems well, like Batman has the opposite agenda afterwards uh, because of that. Well, that's the funny thing is that they're supposed to be the richest family in the city, and Thomas Wayne's like, excuse me, I cannot afford new pearls. <laughs> oh. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Who gives a fuck? Give him whatever. You know what? I, I probably, I at most, I probably have a thousand dollars in my pocket right now. I you, oh. what, what? No, no. Thomas Wayne oh, at that moment oh. <laughs> at thousand dollars in cash. I was going to say Twenty Seventh Street. If anybody's looking for it right now, Queens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, no. So, so at most, Thomas Wayne has a thousand dollars in his pocket. He's probably worth billions. Right. In what? In what world is Thomas Wayne just not? Oh, here you go. Yeah. Just take it. Go away. Um, also, I will give you my PIN number, and you can have five hours on it before I cancel it. Yeah, because it's not going to fucking matter to me. Like, why yeah. do you attack this? Per- like, that that just doesn't make sense to me. And, like, I don't remember there being an origin story. I mean, and I, granted, I haven't read, like, every single Batman. Like, you know, I don't remember an origin story where Thomas Wayne actually tries to attack uh, the, the, the burglar. 
because the whole that, thing was like the, go ahead it's 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 it always works better as like the 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 killer was just like spooked worried and that's sort of like that idea of what this dirty city does to people right and not a reaction to what someone else is about to do to them as opposed right like, yeah. I don't, yeah i mean that that like and it happens early but that really that did sit horribly with me. Yeah. And then based on the camera angle, Martha Wayne gets shot straight up in the face. That was yeah. fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that was them trying to recreate uh, a comic book um, was that panel, a, right? Killing joke or something? I think it was the killing joke. Yeah. I think. But, yeah, the way that looked, it was like, that was a face shot. Yeah. And that's a little weird. Yeah. Um, Alright. So let's let, let's move off of Batman vs. Superman for now. We'll I'm sure we'll we'll talk about it some more. Uh, in the coming minutes. But let's move on to a more fun movie. But let's talk about Deadpool. Russ, Back to school. That Deadpool. <laughs> Russ, can you talk to me about Deadpool? I'd, I'd love to. Um, Deadpool is a movie that only succeeds because everything at Fox with relation to the X-Men <laughs> is a giant unmitigated fucking failure. Um... <laughs> The only reason we have a Deadpool movie that's even good is because we've gotten a Wolverine movie that was a literal abortion. Fucking awful. Um, Super Samurai on a speeding train. Yeah, we go back to well, yeah, well that one's that one wasn't Second good. One, right? That was that one was watchable. It's on FX all the time. I'll watch the scene where she takes the thing out of him and then he he's in like the dojo fighting that dude. Whatever. But X-Men Origins was a master class in how to try to keep a fucking film license. And all that movie succeeded in doing was giving us the worst iteration of Deadpool you could ever imagine. Oh, that was horrible. Which then, in fact, gave us the best one. But it was Ryan Reynolds in both, right? It was Ryan Reynolds in both. And you know that motherfucker signed on for that first one thinking, this character is perfect for me. This is going to be awesome. Hopefully they spin me off. And then they sewed his mouth shut. That was so fucking stupid. Blades long enough. Sword arms. Yeah, they gave him the sword fuck? arms that how could he bend his arms if the swords were retracted back into his skin? He wouldn't be able to, but whatever. <laughs> then he gets his head cut off. He's got Cyclops powers. The movie has content, continuity issues all up the yin-yang, and it sucked. Oh, and god it damn it, Alex, so please do not start just texting emoticons again. <laughs> and it made me super duper mad. So, Deadpool approve. So... Flash forward like nine years. Long time. And nine years later, we finally get the movie that Ryan Reynolds would have wanted. And the only reason we got this movie is because he wouldn't shut up about it for years. Thank God, but honestly. And and, and, and seriously, because they didn't trust the movie. It had, what, a $50 million budget. Which is so nothing not, compared to most of these fucking Which movies. is less than the first X-Men movie had. Wow, really? And, and, yeah, that was 60 so this movie got a $50 million budget. They hired writers who've made kind of fun movies, like Zombieland, and uh, I like the second G.I. Joe. Actually, I like both G.I. Joe movies, even though they're garbage. Me too. Yeah, second me too. One, the second one's there. better. Well, yeah. second one is legitimately really? fun. Yeah. But, 
they put fun people together and just had a good time making a movie and they kept it as close as possible to the actual comic book if you read a deadpool comic yeah there's the fourth wall break in there's all his knives and guns and his like smart mouth and his foul mouth and all that stuff and when you got the movie you got that exact thing when you look at colossus in x-men movies up to this point he's been an american with zero characterization whatsoever not the like the noble kind of gentle russian that he has been known to be in the comics so this i guess just completely eliminates all of that or retcons it and it gives you a colossus that we know so the biggest success in this movie isn't how fucking funny it is because it's very 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 funny it's that it's the most close to the subject material of any of these other movies so you look at the x-men world you don't get characters you get powers for yes. the most part um in the movies or just in general in in the in the movies, you yeah. just get powers, not okay. characters. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, but in this Deadpool movie, you actually got characters with powers, even though they completely changed Negasonic Teenage Warhead's power set. But who cares? Because that was from Grant Morrison's run, and that was all weird. But I also but, think that it, it helps that that there are so few characters. Like they make the joke about, like I guess we can only afford two people. Like that. Yep. Helps this movie so much. As opposed to the other X-Men movies, where it's just like, uh, five more people, who gives a shit? Because you can actually focus. Like, if you're going to give me a movie that's 90 minutes to two hours long, there's only so much I can focus on before I start getting bored or before I start, like, just kind of having my eyes glaze over from, like, CGI effects. This... I feel like the limited budget of this movie was actually the best thing it had going for it. Because when you don't have a budget, you can't just throw special effects at your problems. You actually have to create story-driven conflicts and story-driven solutions, not special effects-driven ones. Well, that's I mean, there's what, three fight scenes in this movie? There's three fight scenes, and they had to slash the budget at the last minute by $7 million. Wow. So they had to get rid of him being able to use guns in the last fight scene. Oh. So they explained that away in the writing by saying, like, oh, shit, I left my bag in the taxi. Which is funny. And if you, and if you know Deadpool, that's funny. It's not shitty writing. It's writing to your character. Yeah. So, I do have to say, though, I... I'm okay with, like, one movie every couple years or something like that having this kind of take on things and doing the, well, the, the fourth is, wall this break. Well, take on cool. things. That, 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 yeah, I'll say I, I agree and I disagree. I agree in that, like, yeah, I, there's only so much of this I can take, but I agree in this, but I disagree in the sense that this is the only movie that really can be that. I, I know, lot. but I'm saying if, they, if other people try, like, like let's say Suicide Squad... They're, or something yeah. that like wants to be like, like I don't know. Like I, I think the idea of someone that doesn't understand Deadpool or something like that, some some suit somewhere in some ivory tower. Well, you uh, know that. You're, 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 you prepare yourself to be annoyed because everybody is learning the wrong lesson from this movie already. Yes. Um, everybody's saying, "Oh not, shit!" Not can every make... character can break the fourth fucking wall, and I'm and, worried that this yeah. is just going to be. Everywhere. So I'll be honest with you. Like even this movie, sometimes could get a little exhausting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure, Very funny, but like at the times, like 
right? Like, I don't know. I always like it, 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 it does a good job of not becoming annoying or anything like that. But uh, I was worried that this movie would get to be too much. I feel like it get, it's like it's over and done with before it gets there. Right. Yeah. I think me too. I think it gets in and it gets out, which yeah. is which is great. But it's unfortunate that this movie that was written that was made on a fifty million dollar budget uh, over a long arduous process to to finally getting made, it, it's going to spawn probably it's it, like every every studio is going to learn the wrong lesson from this movie yes. and they're going to start trying to ins, insert an in incorrect comedy and yeah. crassness and i feel and no, well over the you know cuz maybe it's because like played the deadpool game and stuff like that and then that like he game. like calls up the developers and has to go like like and sometimes it gets to be like all right deadpool there are funny moments Here. in that game and everything and again like i think you are you're totally right like there are lessons to be learned from this movie and the main lesson is Hey, it can be Stick to the it can be completely fucking original too. Like this is just this like yeah, we haven't absolutely. seen a superhero yeah. movie like this, and the lesson isn't oh have Wolverine curse a bunch. Like who? No. Right. Like I don't want to see like Hugh Jackman. Like I I had this conversation with Pete a while ago. Like the lesson to be learned from this isn't to make the next move, Wolverine movie R, so that you're just going to see Hugh Jackman like just throwing f bombs all over the place. That's not going to make it a good movie. What's going to make it a good yeah. movie is and it I being think, a um, real fucking Wolverine movie. Deadpool was as close to a Deadpool reading experience yeah. as you are going to find. What they have yet to do is give us an X-Men movie that is close to an X-Men comic book experience. And I like I hard. think I'm not excited for Thursday night. <laughs> no, and you, we have and to you figure have out no a time, guys. <laughs> yeah, I might uh, whatever. We'll but, talk like, about that. And, and the problem with with these X-Men movies is they, they again they they're special effects driven more than they're character driven yes because they can only focus on a few characters at a time and the characters they're going to focus on are the ones that are most popular in Hollywood so they love they, they love Magneto they love Professor X because people know them they love Wolverine and Jennifer Lawrence's Mystique so that's why Mystique is apparently like the fourth most important mutant yeah, in the Marvel universe what the fuck honestly. We still haven't gotten an honest know. portrayal of our first five X-Men outside of Gene. Yeah. Is it like is it weird that Deadpool being so good gives me like a mixed reaction because he wants like them to have to do a Sony style deal with Marvel and have to like sign over the X-Men. And like now that this made so much more like this cuz uh the total for Deadpool as of now worldwide is like 763 million. Okay. Deadpool made uh, more money than like any other X movie. Oh, like in like proportionally too. And it's like, better than Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Superman Batman. It, it's it's crazy. And like and it came out You know like what is February. the chances now yeah. of us seeing like any any shot of of Marvel getting their actual mitts on this side of the I, universe I think again. Marvel decided a long time ago that they have no interest in X-Men anyway. Yeah, I I think we wouldn't have gotten right. we wouldn't yeah. have gotten a TV deal. We wouldn't have gotten a TV deal done between Marvel and 20th Century Fox if if Marvel realize that they can't In the 90s like I feel like X-Men comics were so like where it was at that like part of me makes me that part of that like makes me real sad. But I also feel like well, yeah, like that part is also because that X-Men cartoon that was happening in the 90s was like all I wanted to fucking watch cuz that thing was just great. 
It was really good. It 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 hewed very close to the comics um, in a way that kids could digest. But yeah, we, we're not getting we're not getting an X Men within the Marvel universe. If anything, this has galvanized Marvel. I mean, twentieth uh, century Fox because they 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 made a three quarters of a billion dollars on a movie that cost. 50 million to produce and 50 million to market, if not less, because they actually didn't want to give any money to the marketing. So Ryan Reynolds did it himself. fucking self. So this movie cost maybe a hundred million dollars after all is said and done and has made seven times that. Yeah. So their lesson is like, holy shit, we can do anything. Yeah. Which isn't, which isn't great. Which is scary because they yeah. haven't made more than like two, maybe two and a half good movies. For the X-Men? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know Pete, I like you're X2. never a fan. I like of... X2, I like Deadpool, and I like mm, part. I like I like the idea of First Class. Yeah. Uh, first Class I mean, like, could have been. Trilogy. Yeah. First Class, when it was like three different films, some of those films sounded awesome. X2, I feel like once uh, people infiltrate uh, the actual mansion, that movie is fucking rad. And uh, Deadpool is Deadpool's awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's the whole thing. It was like, if, if, if you think back to every single comic book movie you've ever seen, especially the X-Men ones, the parts that you really like is when they let the character be the character and yeah. who the character yeah. is. Like, the attack on Xavier's mansion is the only time in any X-Men movie in which Wolverine acts like Wolverine. Yes, 100%. Yeah. That's why that, that scene is great. It's yeah. still good. It's still a great scene. Yeah. And if you go back and watch other, if you go back and watch any X Men movies, they are really boring. Yeah, and I, the action is nonsensical. Nightcrawler's Night introduction, like Nightcrawler's introduction. Oh, that's the other, yeah, that other part too. Yeah, is fantastic. Oh it's yeah, a great, that was really good. Yeah, it's a, it's an awesome. It was an awesome usage of his powers. It really kind of lets you. It, it was such a great opening for that movie. That movie has some really good scenes, and. I think one of the better things it also had going for it was it wasn't telling this like crazy world ending story. It was telling something a little bit smaller so that you could actually get some characterization. It still had the issue yeah. that there was too many people in it so that you couldn't get fleshed out characters for everybody, but it was simple enough that yeah. and, like, and that's that, something that every modern X-Men movie needs to have like the world to end. And yeah. something crazy happened. Like but, it's. I think that's also uh, it was, that's also an issue with Batman vs Superman. No, no the yeah. Big, the, the big problem is with X Men. Uh, all that stuff is that, as you said, like they're obsessed with powers. If you think if you think back to any X Men movie ever, um, and a lot of the the bad superhero movies, no one has a fight in that that is not about a specific use of their power. Like if there was a if Cyclops was in a fight in which he does laser beam eye stuff, but he also punches people. That makes uh, all of a sudden that makes a hundred times more sense. Yeah, because like we still don't know that like Cyclops is a awesome tactician and like field general because he's never done that in any of the right. movies. Because yeah, all he does is just, just like one, make jokes they about can fucking only do Wolverine. one thing. Yeah, yeah. So Wolverine, like as I said, like he'll slash, he'll slash this, he'll slash this, but like when he actually is given a chance to fight, it seems more interesting. And that's what the Marvel movies do so well. Their fights. They get to do a whole lot than more than just their one power. Like if if the X Men if 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 the first Avengers was an X Men film, that final scene in Manhattan would be Thor hitting someone with lightning and then throwing his hammer at someone and that's it. Yeah. 
Yeah. He yeah. wouldn't have him do anything else. Yeah. Hulk Hulk would Hulk would do something that that takes a lot of strength. Captain America would, would throw his shield once. Yeah. Uh, Iron yep. Man would shoot laser beams, and that's it. Like and he, and, and to get back to Deadpool, I'm really. I'm really happy that Deadpool, like for Deadpool two, they're keeping it with the same team, right? Yep. So we don't have to worry yep. about them like turning it over to a Brian Singer or someone, you know, and, that's just and gonna. And they flat out said like we don't want any more money. Like which is, actually, which is a like let's be honest, they're like a fucking good. crazy thing to say in Hollywood, yeah, especially so, after because... making seven hundred and fifty million, like a crazy thing to say. But good on you. Which is. Which a studio almost has to like want to be like, yeah, okay, cool. That increases our margins because when when you have a character like Deadpool, it's it's always about seeing what kind of shit Deadpool can get into, and if you give them less money, they'll have to come up with more creative shit. Which is awesome. Which is awesome, and yeah. if and if Deadpool kind of leads the way for like uh, the, I know because you're not going to be able to get away from R-rated uh, X-Men shit, but if if Deadpool is the Wolverine to the X Force oh. and those other franchises, then I'm cool with that. Yeah, but Deadpool still doesn't have a place in the X Men at large continuity because the, I mean, yeah, you can do it. You can shoehorn him in, and people will laugh. Uh, and mm. love Guys, I've got something uh, breaking here. Oh, is, right there a, now. is there a Goop movie coming out? Nothing to do with any of this, though. Uh-huh. Um, the uh, embargo for Warcraft just went up. Ooh, wait, oh no! Like it ended or it went up? Uh, yeah, it ended. I'm sorry. the The, war, the embargo just ended, okay. and uh, it just has its first uh, Metacritic uh, score. Let's hear it. And it's at a 29. Oh, oh, that is out of 30. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, ooh, it's getting destroyed already. Is anyone surprised? Well, I mean, at that? Um, no, I'm not surprised that these fucking stupid critics can't understand the DP layer movie. <laughs> Jupiter sending all over again. When oh, will people God. read a fucking book before they go see a movie first? All God, right. educate yourself. Uh, so, I, were, were there high hopes for Warcraft being like, oh, this is the video game movie that's actually going to be a decent movie? Yeah. No. Did anybody think but that? It's just Duncan Jones, I was kind of hoping be able to do something good. I mean, it's yeah, a, he saw, he saw that franchise money. It took a while for like, well, uh, that's the thing again. This is what happens when, when you give people money that don't mean money. Like even like, yes, moon was great, but I'm sure moon had a very tiny budget. Oh, God, source yeah. code was really stupid. And I'm sure source code had a bigger budget than it needed. There were two fucking yeah. Warcraft looks moon. dumb as hell. And I'm sure they threw a million dollars at it. Yeah. Well, more than uh, multiple, dare I say. Yeah. Well, I, about a billion dollars. I mean, that's... Do you okay, know what I well, it's like, not going crazy. That's, that's, I mean, that's why, as, you know, the whole thing with Deadpool, like, it's, it's the closest thing we'll get to get to, like, a independent superhero movie, because if you don't have the money, you have to you have to rely on great characters in, in interesting situations that aren't necessarily just visually stimulating. But also, right. at this yeah, point... Yeah, and um, so they're, these... they're missing Cable for Deadpool 2. Uh, what do you think of... Of uh, that, like, do you think that the cable, de- like, I love the cable Deadpool comics. Well, do you think kind of giving him basically just going to be Colossus, probably. Like, he's yeah. going to be he's going to be the straight man yeah. to Deadpool's craziness, which you do kind of need because Cable 
I mean, Deadpool is magnified and, and balanced out properly when he has like a normal person to play off of. So I think that cable dynamic is going to be really great. But the thing that gets me nervous about cable is it's like you're going to have to balance a cable prop most likely uh, between X-Men movies, X-Force movies, and Deadpool movies. But to be honest, I am 100%... And I don't know how you do that. I am 100% fine with uh, a Deadpool cable movie where Cable is Murtaugh and uh, and Deadpool is Riggs. Like, well, I, that's I will, what you're going to get. I think that's fantastic. That, is, that sounds fucking fantastic to me. And... Yeah, it's sort of a dynamic that you like to see in uh, almost kind of like what the Daredevil Electra relationship was. Like, I, I, what I like about Cable Deadpool is like it's Deadpool trying to be a hero to impress someone, mm-hmm. right? And like trying <laughs> yeah. to show that, trying to show that he could be a hero too, but constantly fucking up and realizing that I'm not supposed to cut people in half if I'm a hero, right? Sure, yeah. Also, and, and the and violence and Deadpool fucking they go with it, it was great. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, and I, 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 I'm curious to see who they get for that because so far the only two people who have been like I want to be De- Cable so bad are Stephen Lang. Who Ron looks Paul. like Cable and Ron Perlman? Who Ron Though Ron put up Perlman, a picture too. Oh, true. Really? But Ron Perlman and Ryan Reynolds together would be fucking fantastic. Oh my god! Just yeah, that's pretty that. good. I, 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 I think the idea of that is better than anything they could ever pull off. I mean, we could get them in the same Blade movie. We need this. <laughs> Speaking of Blade movies, I don't know why I went with that way, but. Let's talk about the third and final comic book in our trilogy so far. Yeah, uh, Pete, <laughs> will you tell me a little bit about Captain America: Civil War? Yeah, uh, sure. A bit like a bit, uh, almost sort of analogous to Batman v Superman. This was sort of the movie that was like, okay, you know, we're going to do another Captain America. Um, oh, and now it's going to involve Iron Man. Oh, and it's going to involve this. Oh, and and you know what? Fuck it. It's everybody. Yes. This but, almost felt more like an Avengers three in a lot of respects. Yeah, it's it's kind of like, it's an Avenger. It's like it's a Avengers two point five. One of the best one of the best sort of uh, uh, descriptions of it came from a, a podcast I really like called Cinematic Universe that said the Captain America movie felt like a crossover between the Captain America comic book and the Avengers comic book in the mm-hmm. sense that you know you know the kind of crossover that you have like part one is in Captain America. But part two is in the Avengers comic book, and then part yeah. three goes back to the so the Captain America team right and draws that one sort of thing, and how it sort of flashes back and forth. Yeah, and so and this was a movie that uh, you know even the not since like the first Avengers were anyone worried about like Marvel making a clusterfuck out of things, and then of course that gets piled on that Spider Man gets added to this, and the deal with Sony comes through, and they're like, oh, this is going to be Spider Man's introduction to the to the whole. Uh, uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, and, and we were going to fit all of this, and it's going to change everything, this, 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 blah, 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 blah. And, oh, and Black Panther's coming in, too. So this movie has so much that it needs to do, and it, succeed, in my mind, completely succeeds because it doesn't, it doesn't stop yeah. and feel like it has responsibility or so much work it has to do for these things. It it finds a way to throw those things into the plot, but that keeps that plot moving. Yeah. The only time it really stops is to introduce Spider-Man, but I swear they had to spend more time writing that scene then than any other part of this movie. And they just fucking blow past it in a brilliant way. Everyone yeah. knows the goddamn story of Spider-Man. So they, they find a way to quickly do that and do it well and make it have it make sense 
and that's the only time in which you sort of get to take a breath and see something, to, and we get to see something begin. Yeah, Black Panther has pretty kind of a a bit of an origin story, even though technically he's he's always been Black Panther. Well, been Black Panther for a while. Yeah, he gets yeah. a little bit of origin, but it's 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 uh, in the plot, and it helps his plot drive ahead. It helps the rest of the movie drive ahead. The, the everyone get everyone fighting gets driven ahead. A Wanda and Vision sort of relationship gets yeah. is part of the plot. Like they make sure what what is most important is that this movie is cohesively moves from A to B. Yeah, and every little branch, we're not taking a detour. We're we're pushing ahead. And, well, it's almost like like what like. The war movies that have kind of always worked best are the ones that kind of characterize each person like on a given side. So like, like even Saving Private Ryan, for example, like there's six or seven characters that you kind of follow. And that's a lot of people to follow in a movie. And this kind of does that. But it, it, you're mirroring for the sides. Yeah. So you're seeing like, okay, I understand this person's motivation. I understand this person's motivation. I understand this. And that's all these movies really have to kind of do to work. It's like, I just need to know why you're there. Yeah. And I think that's what this movie succeeded with uh, more than anything else. But Peter, go on. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, so we sort of run into this ideology battle between, um, is what we're doing right or is what we're doing what we want to do or does what people want us to do? So we hit that ideology battle and then it goes into a very emotional one with, with Cap trying to save his, his best friend Bucky and how that sort of clashes. And uh, I mean that's been kind of the one of the more complaints about this movie of where it sort of switches and it's a little harder to not be on anyone but Cap's size. I'm sorry, Cap's side, which I think is dumb because I'm Team Iron Man. Um, and and it sort of drives the point home from there, and we get like a really great hero versus hero team versus hero team battle, which is amazingly built on the we don't super want to hurt each other, we just want to, we need to get there, you need us to not get there, and we're gonna we're gonna no one's fighting to kill, no one's fighting to hurt. It's just like I need you to stop right now, sort of thing. And it's yeah, yeah. it's built very it's built in a great way. It's this movie finally hits a Marvel villain in a, in a very interesting way who probably has about 15 to 20 lines in the entire film. Yeah. Only talks to the main character for about two of those lines in the last 10 minutes. Yeah. His largest scene is with Black Panther, a, 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 a background character for the most part. Mm-hmm. And, uh, whose evil plan wins for the, for, for about 98% of the way. Yeah. Yeah. His, his, and, the only way he loses is that he doesn't successfully shoot himself in the face. Yes. And I, and I think, like, one of the other more successful Spoiler. parts of this movie is, like, Marvel has built, like, this is what, their, like, 12th or 13th movie or something like that? 12th. It's yeah. their 12th? It, okay. So it's their 12th movie, and they've managed to kind of leave you at the end of this movie knowing, knowing that they've told you that there's going to be, like, five more or six more movies coming out in the next three years, but they've left their big gun in a place where I don't really know where it's going. Yeah. That's really hard to do in an age where you know where everything is going. You've created a world. You've, in, you, you've created such a big world that I kind of know, all right, well, next year it's that next year. It's that next year. It's that I don't know kind of what's going to happen next. Yeah, and, okay. and yeah. so do you guys? Um, and I think, think that's that... awesome. And you created a villain who doesn't, who didn't fucking die. Yeah, 
So yeah. now we have a guy around who maybe he's not a villain. Maybe he's not the villain we know him to be from the comic books at this current moment. But I do think we will see him get to that point. And I think that's kind of awesome to see a, a villain grow over time like the heroes have grown over time. Yeah. Uh, so, so in this one, we had, uh, like, the only, like, real, like, injury or anything like that or, like, repercussions for a lot of stuff in the team was, like, War Machine getting kind of, like, temporarily paralyzed and working himself up. Like, do you think yeah. that they're going to need to kill a main character or do you think they should have by now in the Marvel Universe? I think, I think you That's run into question. a very big problem in killing, in killing characters in a comic book universe like this because it's so easy to bring them back. Yeah. And you can easily fall into that. Uh, the Arrowverse currently and DC TV is running into that problem in which they've tried to kill people and have brought way too many characters back hmm. that it's Because one would think that a thing would end in Cap being killed like he was in the, in the comics and like Bucky taking over for a while or, or you know, or falcon or someone like that like do you think they end up actually going that way now like i i don't think they they need to uh only because it it doesn't make as much sense in a comic because you know you just you get someone else to draw the character you don't get someone else to play the character if you want to bring them back so i think i think i think they go with these characters for as long as these actors are uh physically willing to do it willing and able to do it yeah so until chris evans is saying you guys really i cannot i I'm so very not interested in this wheelbarrow of money that you rolled up to my my palatial estate. Yeah, I just want to be guys, Johnny Storm really again. Wants to direct. I just want to be Johnny Storm again, guys. Let me do it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they said they wanted to have another movie someday with the uh, original cast. Yeah, God, I hope that never happens. But they also said they want to have another movie with this cast. They don't know what they're talking about. No, at 100%. Um, no, th- th- this movie, like, I, like, it's so funny because, uh, uh, when, when Peter and I saw it, like, I felt like our whole, like, the, the row behind us was, like, trying to make sure I had a terrible time watching it. Seriously, like, someone sucks. put, like, a bag directly in front of my seat. What? That, like, it was, like, I couldn't move back and, like, it was tilted all weird. But, like, everything that was going on, uh, in this film, like, I love. Like, this is almost, like, Avengers 1 level like fun with this universe. I well, think this is my favorite. Now, I think because now you, you get like Avengers, it, it's weird to say it almost like had to kind of dip its toe in the pool of like showing a lot of stuff at the same time, but having it make sense. I think the Russo brothers have done a very good job of with, with blocking and with how they direct kind of letting everything breathe and still be exciting and 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 I feel like the action in the cap movies at least the last two feels a little bit more visceral like stuff feels like it hurts yeah which I think is kind of cool and especially in a movie where you know people are pulling their punches yeah I think that's yeah. a cool thing to pull off like making the fight look good and, and I gotta say like Tom Holland was great like um, I've I don't know like looking back like I, I I question now if I ever really liked anything Spider Man on screen like two was really good when I saw it back in the day two was great. but like now I like I don't even know I haven't watched it in you know at least six or seven years yeah um well, and I didn't really like movie. Amazing Spider Man's but I felt like Tom Holland was able to actually like feel like he embodied Peter Parker so much well like the awkwardness the wisecracking a- like I think something like. 
you know, what's his name from Amazing Spider-Man? I think he was, like, too tall and, like, good-looking yeah. to be, like, dorky Peter Parker. And, and like, like he, was, he was more like a brooding kind of punk. And I'll say this, like, I watched that, I, when I saw Civil War, I sat, I was next to, like, a father and his uh, daughter, who was probably, if I had to guess, like, 10 or 12. And, like, the way her eyes lit up with seeing Spider-Man, it's like, that's what these movies have gotten wrong about Spider-Man for so long. It's like, Spider-Man is your hero if yeah. you're a kid, you know? Yes. He's the proxy to being a kid. He's, the, he's always the younger one. He's the, he's the one who's hard luck. And kids respond to him so well. And, like, watching the movie in a theater that had a lot of kids in it, they lost their mind seeing this Spider-Man. I don't think... I didn't even do that when I first saw Spider-Man, and I was probably like 17 when the first one came out. This one, I think, really nailed that that like childlike awesomeness about Spider-Man. Because like every kid I know, or every kid I've known, has like Spider-Man sneakers, Spider-Man T-shirts, Spider-Man that, Spider-Man that. I feel like this was the first time that the character fully translated. Yeah, I, I 100%. He was a kid. Yeah, I 100% agree. Like, I feel like everything that they did with these characters in Civil War was just, like, spot-on perfect. Uh, I was, like, uh, when you go back to, like, Iron Man 2 and you watch Black Widow, you're just like, oh, my God, what a horrible, like, well, or maybe not horrible, but, like, what a wooden performance. Even with Avengers mm-hmm. 1, I was, like, that was one of the reasons that I just, like, that that, that year, Avengers 1 didn't actually make my list. It's like, I don't know. I just don't feel like Black Widow's performance was really all that great. When you get to, like, some of the later movies, it's like, okay, it's getting better. At this point, after this movie, Black Widow fucking kicks ass, and it took so many she, goddamn movies to get there, but it's so She was awesome. correct. And she was correct, and everyone else was wrong. Yeah, exactly. In my opinion, yeah. She was well, like, "Look, these are the rules. This is what we need to do right now. We cl- we just got to play the game." Yeah. Clearly, we're superheroes. So if we don't agree, we don't have to fucking do it. But she was the only one who had a cogent argument in my in my opinion. Like when everyone else was like, "No, no, 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 no," I'm like, "Oh, actually, Black Widow's right." Yeah, and she and also she played like yeah, she knew she knew it was right. She knew where she had to go, but also like she knew that. She knew exactly what Cap and Bucky had to do. And that's why she ends up, well, spoiler, whatever. Uh, she ends up stopping Black Panther from really, you know, stopping uh, Cap and Bucky at the end. Like, like she, had, she had the perspective on both sides. And, like, this is the one movie that I really feel, like, the relationship between Black Widow and Captain America, you, you're just like, these people, these two feel like best friends to me right now. Like, everything that they're talking about, every way that they interact with each other, like, these two, just, like, I could watch these two on screen. Yeah, I think that one thing that this movie felt like it got better than uh, Avengers 2 was the give and take between characters for their, like, character moments. And, like, like, for instance, like, uh, Scarlet Witch, when she, like, accidentally, you know, kills people and has to, like, stay inside with, like, you get, like, kind of, like, her personal struggle with a lot of this stuff. Black Widow, you get that. Like, Iron Man with his parents, like, you get that more. Like, like, I think that they do a really good job, like, letting everyone, like, even when they're not starring in the film, like, have their time. Like, Black only, like, being in this movie, what, like, 15 minutes total? Which one, Black Widow? Black Panther. Oh, Black Panther, yeah, yeah. Uh, They do a more effective origin story than... He's great. You know... Amazing Spider-Man did in two hours and 20 minutes. Yeah. 
And like, yeah, honestly, everyone, uh, everyone like, does everything on character and in the service of their character, and either setting up or continuing, or just doing a holding pattern for that character. Like, Ant Man was nothing like, hey, just a quick reminder of how fun Ant Man is. Okay, see you later, bud. Like, yeah, just Man. remind you that they're here, and that's you know that's that's where Deadpool succeeded to 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 make those characters fun, and that's where Superman and Batman utterly failed. And the only one I don't really understand in Civil War is Scarlet Witch, and maybe that's from like like knowing the comics and everything like that. But I honestly just don't understand why she doesn't just say like, what are the odds that no one dies? And then everything is fucking fine. Yeah. I think that, I think they're weary and undecided about what they want to do with her character. Yeah. And and I don't don't think think they they want to make powerful. She is too powerful in general. As a character, she is too powerful to actually really be in this world. Right. Yeah. I think that that with her really beating the shit out of the vision in that one scene in the mansion. Yeah. I think that's why they they haven't quite said they really haven't said what her powers were in the first one they're yes. like he's fast and she's weird yeah. and in this one we kind of know she's got telekinesis but we don't really know the but, extent of like how much she can but really we haven't do. we didn't see any bit of t- telepathy this time around yeah and... see that that she said no more mutants before she uh, appeared here and that's why there's no X Men in this universe that ah, would right, have right, been right. awesome honestly. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, they, it's cl- it. it's clear that like every director, they get these movies, they they get they start with the script and they're like, uh, we can't, we have to depower her because we can't because it doesn't make sense. Yeah, and the only part that I honestly feel besides I guess Scarlet, which is which they're really still trying to figure out uh, in, in Civil War is you know the the whole thing is that they're just causing too much destruction and whatnot, and then you know you throw Vision out there and he like just fucking cuts an entire airport in half. And what side, like, it it seems like that, it seems like the fight between the two sides, like, they kind of forgot. Like, oh, wait, we're we're not supposed to be causing any, like, collateral damage or anything like that. Like, oh, yeah, no, we we can just let Vision go out there and just destroy mostly an entire fucking airport or whatever. It it seemed, it seemed a little weird to me. That was the only part that seemed a little weird to me. Uh, that being said, I've seen this movie three times, and I think it is my favorite Marvel movie so far to date. Uh, I've only seen it once so far in theaters, and that's something I need to to remedy. It fucking flies well, by. I, it's crazy. Yeah, like for a two in and terms a half hour pacing, movie, that it just fucking kills it. Yeah, with with pacing, but also scenes that everything that's not a fight scene is either funny or important. Yeah, yeah. L- like the the uh, the funeral scene is fucking great. Uh, and seeing uh, Carter's niece up there, like giving the speech that uh, I don't remember, I don't know which uh, uh, which comic book that Cap actually gave that speech in, but to like, you know, it's it's so poignant, and for Cap to just be like, yeah, okay, I, I'm not the only one who thinks that she she is part of the group that would know exactly what we are feeling right now, and for her to just like to kind of bring it all together to, to exactly what he needed to hear. Every, everything about this movie from top to bottom is, I, I think, I think it is. Just like incredible, uh, everything yeah. Fits, uh, it everything works on perfectly. like just about every level. And uh, what else do we have for the rest of the year for for Marvel? Anything? Strange. We just have Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Well, yeah, like Russ was saying, I don't know where they go with Cap at this point. Like, if they're if they're planning on doing uh, uh, the like Infinity two adventure War, squads, like, yeah, like it, there's so many things. But like, go ahead, go ahead. What's going to happen with with the Infinity War in, in like twenty like in Ineffectively, a year and a half. Where are they all going to be? How are they all going to come back together? Like, is that even going to happen? 
Well, the weird thing with that is that because usually the Marvel Universe, especially with their Avengers films, when things are everything, they keep it almost in terms of um, they keep the timeline the same. Yeah. Like, because Avengers came out X amount of years ago, that's what year it is now in the Marvel Universe. Right. So when when Infinity War comes around, I, we will have a time jump. We will be two years in the future. From yeah, from because we're we're not going to see most of these characters for a while. Yeah. Uh, next Thor year, is gone, and we have everyone Doc- else. Is- but yeah, like as far as the continu- the the timeline for the movies, we have Doctor Strange next. Then uh, we come back to the Guardians, and they're up doing their own thing. Yeah. Then we get Spider Man, but that's going to be introducing the spy- like the Spider Man Rogues Gallery. They've yeah, got a I lot assume, of. I would assume Tony's in that though. Who? Tony oh, Iron Man. Yeah, he he is, but you know he's going to be in it as more of a mentor role. Yeah. But yeah. that's just one ca- That's just one guy, and. and so so that's next July, and then we get Thor, which sounds more and more like it's going to be... Spider-Man is next July? Again. Yeah. Holy shit. They uh, fast-tracked that shit. Yeah. So I think it's like as soon as they knew they got the right Spider-Man, they're like, oh, okay, we doing this. Uh, but uh, yeah, next year we get three... Next year is the first year we get three Marvels, and it starts Guardians of the Galaxy, which will have nothing to do with what's going on now. Which is fine. Spider-Man, which will have very little to do with, with what's going on now, because that's going to be more about establishing his world and his rogues gallery. And then you're going to have uh, Ragnarok. Thor, Thor yeah. which basically sounds like... Um, and Hulk. Planet, I Planet good. Hulk. Yeah. I really hope I think it will be because it sounds like they're just making planet they're secretly making planet hulk without having to call totally it fine. totally fine. Uh Pete, can you cuz I have no idea how the civil war storyline actually ends in the comics. What ends up happening to the two sides? So, uh they kind of have like a big fight like they do in the movie uh and there uh, someone um Black Goliath is killed, Bill Foster. Okay. Um but he's killed. He's killed by a robotic version of Thor, because okay. Thor was still dead from Ragnarok, and that's kind of the, the uh, sort of a tipping point for a lot of the characters on Tony's side. Like, um, I get, like, we get that we had to be responsible, but we're going about this in a very oddly unresponsible, totalitarian way. Yeah, and that's sort of what that's sort of what makes uh, uh, Spider-Man switch sides. Spider-Man switch. Um. Because, like, the then, one, the lady just being like, you killed my son, did he not realize? It seems really hard for him to have not have realized that there was, there were people that died. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was the weird thing. That's why, like, it, it works a little bit better in terms of, like, Tony, Tony just was moving his way up the sort of shield ranks a little bit more in the books at that point. And I think it helped, it helped more for Civil War that this was only a couple of years after the Avengers completely fell apart. Okay. And this was yeah, it was after the disassembled stuff. That makes more sense. Yeah, and then and then House of M happened. Right. Um, so like, there's a lot of like bigger things that happened, and then of course like the shocking beginning of Civil War is a lot is a lot more deadly than the beginning of the movie. Yeah, can you? Yeah. Wait, what, what was the actual beginning? Stanford of blowing up. Yeah, uh, this uh, supervillain uh, Nitro, who sort of explodes himself, sort of thing, uh, blows up a school. Oh, an elementary. In a in a fight with the new warriors, he he blows up an elementary school. Okay, and didn't like that Speedball seems... think it was him for a long yeah, time? Speedball yeah, Speedball. Well, Speedball was Speedball was just on the team that was like trying to uh, get this supervillain. That's right. Um, Comes so so yeah. So it just like works that way, and then and they end up starting like kind of like the raft, throwing a lot of uh, superheroes into these prisons and. Cap and his team like try this like big old sort of prison break, all this stuff, and they end up being a big fight. And uh, 
Captain America just absolutely beats the shit out of Iron Man. Really? Okay. Okay. Interesting. Uh, and then, but then he's like throws down like the same thing. He doesn't. He won't kill. He like you. He, he's not going to give a killing blow or anything. And he ends up uh, surrendering himself. Okay. So so, yeah, so leaves it off in a little bit. Shot by crossbones. Yeah. Later on, after his trial. Okay. Oh yeah. That's gotcha. Right. Gotcha. But he is not shot by crossbones. He's shot by Sharon Carter. Oh shit. I'm sorry. Um, and sent through time. Ah! Oh yeah, that's what happened. That, that'll, that'll uh, I'm glad they haven't gone down that. But yeah, uh, I think we can all agree. Like, I, I personally like. I think there was like times when, like after Age of Ultron, I was worried that maybe I, I would be feeling Marvel Cinematic Universe fatigue, and this did a great job of assuaging those fears. And yep. I am like back on the hype train 100%. again. Especially like, I'm so Avengers, excited. Especially and... after Avengers two. Which I yeah. I just like I watched it recently and I'm just like oh my god this is it's just it's kind of boring. It's not good. No, and this was like God. The, everything about this movie was exciting and just like intriguing, and, and like yep. it, it, it's it it succeeds in every place that Avengers two kind of failed. I mean, well, I, they don't have anything to say. I think I feel like we kind of covered it, right? It was just the, so much of the fight of Joss Whedon wanting to make a more personal movie and Marvel saying, no, we can't make it that. And they met in this really weird place in the middle. Yeah. The Russos, on the other hand, wanted made a very uh, heavy character movie. But as I said, they made sure it went at a lightning's pace. Yeah. Yep. And Zack Snyder made a movie. I fucking God, I hate you all for having good, good opinions on that movie. <laughs> Still better than Fantastic Four. See, I, I, I have such a, I have a hard time comparing. Oh, but end the shit. <laughs> no, okay, this good, is forty. I don't know right, about guys? you guys, but I gotta go to the bathroom. So right. where can you find us? You can find us on the web at moviemoviepodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter <laughs> at moviemoviepc. Uh, you can email exactly. us. Uh, your uh, comments, complaints. Uh, just to, what do you what do you guys think about about superhero movies? How much did you guys like Batman v Superman uh, at moviemoviepodcast at gmail.com? And you can come and see us live and in person at Long Island City's The Creek in the Cave in uh, our monthly improv show, or variety show, I'm very sorry, uh, called Pigpile, which we uh, co-produce with our good friend and stand-up, Nip Maritato. Uh, the next show is June 16th. Uh, it takes place at 8 p.m. Uh, you can come by. There's There are pinball tables, in case you don't want to see us and just want to play some pinball. That's there. Cheap PBR. There's very cheap PBR, and uh, it's always a good time. So come on out. Uh, third Thursday of every month. Next one, of course, uh, as I said, June 16th. Uh, it's always a good time. Uh, always a lot of fun. Uh, just as this podcast is always a lot of fun. Uh, thank you guys for being here, uh, and thank you guys for listening. And we will see you all next time on the Movie Movie Podcast. Deuces. <laughs>